Hello and welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast. I'm so pleased you're here. Now, do you ever wonder why your children behave in the way that they do? Well, that is what I'm going to explain to you today so that you can understand why your kids do the things that they do. And then that's going to help you then determine how best to respond to them. I'm Helena Mooney, and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So I wonder how many times you've thought, why on earth is my child doing this behaviour? What's wrong with them? What's going on for them? What have they learnt? Why, you know, or goodness sake, this has just completely come out of the blue. I do not understand why my child is is behaving like this. And it can just seem a complete enigma. And then that can lead to feeling a bit worried about your child and how they're turning out and perhaps, you know, how you're parenting them or what's going on for them. And so what I really want to do today is to break down why we've looked at children's behavior or how we've looked at children's behavior in the past and therefore it explains why certain parenting behaviors and um, methods have been advocated and now a different way of looking at children which then explains why they're behaving the way that they can do and then that will help shape how you then respond to them in the future. So traditionally children have been viewed as these wild unruly creatures haven't they? That they're these undisciplined feral children that need to be civilized and need to be turned into decent human beings by harsh parental discipline and it wasn't up and it wasn't that long ago that smacking was advocated as a way of disciplining such unruly children to get to teach them respect to get them into line so that they know how to behave what's acceptable what's not acceptable behavior really harsh ways of dealing with children and probably you were treated that way, certainly your parents would have been treated that way. So it's not that long ago. And so it's still very prevalent in how we view children. And it's the basis of many of the parenting discipline approaches that are advocated today. No, smacking isn't advocated in most places, most most certainly Western countries, although there's still places in America that smacking is seen as a good thing. But then there's the other side of it, isn't it? There's timeout, there's rewards charts, which is seen to be a positive thing, but still having that belief that children are inherently bad and that they need to learn what's good and what's not. So maybe you can think, view your children's um, behavior through that, that, oh my goodness, they haven't learned that it's not okay to smack, that they perhaps have learned that it is okay to hit their friends or whatever it is that they're doing, that you're struggling with their behavior. So maybe... That can be a fear for you. And so we're going to look at a different way of viewing children's behavior and therefore different ways of of treating them. Maybe you think, yeah, it's learned behavior that maybe they've learned to hit or to bite or to scream at the top of their lungs or to throw things across the room or whatever it is that they've picked it up, perhaps from your interactions with them or your interactions with your partner or with other siblings from other children treating them in that way. Maybe they've learned how to, they've learned to bite because another child has bitten them at daycare or whatever. We can view it that they've just learned that this way. And so therefore it can then feel incumbent on you to teach them what is acceptable and what's not acceptable to help them unlearn that behavior. The other thing that can often underlie 
so many of our beliefs about our children and therefore our responses to our children is there's something wrong with them. How can they think it's okay to to hit me in the face, me, their mother, who, you know, does everything for them. How can they think that that's okay? How can they behave in this way when two seconds earlier we were having a lovely time and then suddenly they whack their sister around the head or they then come home from daycare and where I know that they've had a really lovely time and yet they kick the dog or they start to draw on the walls when they know not to do that. So we can start to have Often it's an unspoken fear, but it can just sort of be ticking along underneath that there's something wrong with our child or there's something wrong with me, with us as parents, that we're doing something wrong that's causing our children to think it's okay to behave in this way. And therefore, that can lead us to to react harshly to our children to be more punitive because we get so desperate thinking, of course, it's not okay to smack. And then we can for we can actually find ourselves lashing out at our children, trying to teach them not to smack. And it can just seem and then we go back and go, oh, God, that's not the right way to do it. And we can berate ourselves and go, well, no wonder they're hitting if we're lashing out at them, blah, blah, blah. You know, we can get into that cycle. And it can be really hard. And when we view our children's behavior through those lenses, then many of those approaches, such as timeout, such as rewards charts, such as punishment, such as consequences, all of that makes sense. It depends on how we view our children. So I really want to offer a different way of viewing your children's behavior that will explain why they behave in that way. And then that's going to shape how you can then best respond to them. Because really, it's a, the answer is actually a lot simpler than what you may think. And I think that instinctively, you know this. It's how your child is feeling. It really comes down to feelings. You know this. When you're in a great mood, when you're feeling relaxed and calm and you're feeling well resourced at home and things are going well, then your children, when they start to play up, you can probably move in beautifully. You can move in calmly and lovingly and it turns the situation around. It just sort of resolves itself much more easily. But say given on a a different day, children displaying exactly the same behaviour but you're stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're tired, and maybe you've got something that you're worrying about that you don't know quite how to resolve, chances are you're going to be snappy, your patience is just non-existent, and you're going to lose it at your kids. And then that turns into a spiral of you losing it at your kids, your kids' behavior getting worse, and it just becomes horrible. So same behaviors from your children, two very different responses from you because of how you're feeling. So same with your children. When they're feeling well, when they're feeling connected with you, when they're feeling relaxed and happy, they can they can cope with the minor irritations of their sibling. They can be more relaxed about whether their younger sibling is sort of knocking over the tower that they've just built or wants something that you know one of their toys. They're much more flexible, they're much more able to to listen to reason, to respond well because they're feeling really well. The times when they're not feeling well, and you can, you know your child best than anyone, you know when they're cranky, you know when they're off, when they're not feeling brilliant, when they're, you can just tell that something's not right with them. How do they behave? It's not great, is it? And it's, and you can go, oh yeah, because maybe they're tired or maybe they're, yeah, they had a hard day. You know, you can understand, but it, 
you can still have that worry going, well, they've got to learn that they, you know, even if they're feeling in that way, that they can't behave in that way. And so you can still feel that those discipline and sort of punitive measures are justified because it doesn't matter how they're feeling, they still have got to learn that they cannot behave in unacceptable ways. But you can still get the sense that, you know, how your child is feeling determines how they react and how they behave. But when we're conditioned to be told that our children have to learn all these things, we it doesn't, we sort of, our understanding of how they're feeling, it sort of becomes less relevant because, well, it doesn't matter. They've just got to learn how to behave. So when you really get to the sense that your children are behaving this way because of how they're feeling, because of what they're carrying inside of them, then that starts to shift things, that that is the main reason why they're behaving in that way. And then the next level I'd suggest want to offer is that there's two different sets of types of feelings. So it could be that they're feeling upset about something in this immediate situation that they're cause that's causing them to react upset. Like they're pleading you for, to watch an extra TV program and they're getting a bit upset because you're saying, no, sweetie, you've watched 10 million. We now need to turn the TV off. And they're going, no, I really want to watch another TV. And you can go, okay, no, we're not going to do that. And they can seem when it's a when they're upset about something in the immediate uh, time time frame, they're much the the feelings are not as big as an intense. The outbursts aren't as massive, and they're more open to reason from you. They're more open to hearing that they have watched 10 million TV programs. And so now that they'll be able to watch 10 million more tomorrow, but now the TV needs to, to be turned off. They're more open to listening to that and responding well to it and moving through it. The times when your children have humongous outbursts, when things can seemingly come out of the blue, where one minute they're seemingly fine and the next minute they're having the biggest meltdown over something seemingly ridiculous those times when reasoning just goes completely out the window your child is not responding to anything and they're just they're just completely losing it those are generally feelings upset feelings from past hurts that really have got very little to do with what's actually happening in the moment and actually what's happening in the moment is a catalyst for those past feelings to come up. Now, Paddy Whitfler from Hand in Hand describes this as re-stimulation. It's times when past hurts, past unresolved hurts, suddenly flare up in the moment. They get triggered by what's happening in the moment. So if you think about it with your children, if you've got more than one child, often the older child feels hard done by. (laughs) Um, Often the older child goes, can have this underlying fear that you love their younger child more because you cuddle and you hold your younger child more, especially if they're still baby or little toddler stage and your elder child is out of toddlerhood or in toddlerhood moving into preschooler age. You know, you cuddle them less. You're probably a bit harsher with them because, you know, by now they really should understand what they can and can't do. But the little one, you go, oh, he's too little. He doesn't understand yet. So if your child suddenly... Has, or if your child has been holding onto this, like at a subconscious level, because they've seen this new child being brought home, this new baby who they don't particularly want, <laughs> and it usurps their place in the family, they can have a sort of a bit of an underlying fear that that they're not as loved anymore, 
that what's their place that you prefer this other child and there's probably been instances like I've cited earlier where you would be gentler on the younger child because precisely because they are younger and they're learning and you have higher expectations for your older child because they know what to do and what not to do so they could be holding on to these feelings and it could be bubbling up inside of them so then seemingly out of the blue when things seemingly are, you know a fine and going well they then decide to whack their younger sibling with a truck around the head and you go where did that come from what's going on and they're they're really foul to their sibling in absence of anything immediately happening in the moment that is an accumulation of past hurts that is these upset feelings that have been stored within them are bubbling up and over and their child just can't help it and they just are overwhelmed with these hurt feelings and that's when they then lash out because the emotional part of our brain is the part of the brain that holds on to everything that's ever happened to us so even whether whether we can actively recall it or it's just sort of dormant lying dormant within us it's all inside of us same with your children so if your child has had these experiences in the past, and I'm talking about really everyday experiences, like not necessarily big trauma, it applies to big trauma. But if your child hasn't had a particularly traumatic life, and yet they're still behaving in this way, I want you to know there's still a really good reason why they are behaving in this way. And that's because these past hurts are unresolved. Because at the time when you bring home a new baby, you're trying your absolute best to respond to your new baby and look after your older sibling. But you know, it's inevitable that some hurt feelings are going to happen. And if our children aren't giving that space to express and release those feelings as they go through laughter and crying and tantrums, then they get stored inside of their bodies. And when they get stored, they get they, they stay inside their body and they're sort of ready. They're sort of there lying dormant until some some event triggers it. And then that's why seemingly small things can trigger these huge responses disproportionate to what's actually happening in the current moment. So these past hurts, these unresolved past hurts are there and then they, they come up and they flare up. So feelings impact regardless <laughs> of what's going on in the immediate sphere. So what you can then undo is when you then understand that it really is due to upset feelings, it's not that they're... Even very young children know that it's not okay to hit their sibling. They know it's not okay to smash you in the head with a truck or whatever it is they're doing. They learn this very early on and they know it instinctively. We know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And when we can have that belief that children are born wanting to cooperate, I mean, it's in their interest to cooperate, to, um, to have you to love them and care for them because they can't survive without you. When we can hold on to the belief that your child is inherently loving and cooperative and wants to, to in, interact really well with those around them, then we can view, well, if they're not behaving that way, well, why not? And it's not necessarily because they've learnt to hit or to bite, but perhaps they've had a really scary experience where they have been hit or bitten by somebody at daycare and they're, they're scared and they've got fear around it. And when we're fearful, that's often when we lash out. Underlying aggression, underneath aggression is often sadness and fear. And that's what causes people to feel aggressive. 
It's not necessarily because he thinks it's acceptable or he's learned that that's okay. It's because he's holding on to these feelings and doesn't know what to do with them. So the more that you can help your child with their upset feelings by doing everything that I advocate in the podcast and everything that I teach parents in my online courses and one-on-one trainings is about how to help your children with their feelings. Because when you help them with their emotions, their behavior automatically improves. That, you know, from one minute that they can be foul to their brother, you help them move through and release those upset feelings that they've been carrying they can go back and just be divine with their sibling. Just absolutely beautiful. And that's not being taught, you know, being told, be nice to your brother, be nice to your brother is is not ultimately helpful. When you can help your child with their feelings around perhaps hurts that they you don't love them as much as you love their brother or, um, or past hurts when their brother was mean to them or annoying to them or that somebody at daycare or school was mean to them and they're carrying this hurt, they're going to lash out at what's nearest to them, which is you and their siblings. And especially if they're younger siblings, you know, it's hot potato. You pass it down. You might have got stressed with them at some point. They're then going to pass their stress on to the, the next weaker creature in the line, which is often their younger sibling or a family pet. It's upset feelings that's driving that behavior. So I hope that gives you an overview of why your child is behaving in the way that they are. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's not that they've learned to be horrible. It's just that they are carrying these hurts from what's happening right now and from what's happened to them in the past. And the actual solution is actually really, really simple. Just like understanding that it's simple, that it's upset feelings that's driving their behavior. The answer is relatively simple too. You don't have to come up with all these convoluted punishments and consequences and timeouts and elaborate rewards charts and systems. It's purely helping them with their upset feelings. That means through laughter, playing together. It means through tears and tantrums, listening to the upset feelings, setting limits where you need to set to stop this off track behavior in order to listen to their upset feelings. It's really actually very simple, but it's not easy to do, particularly because we've been conditioned to not view children's behavior in that way. And we certainly weren't treated that um, it was understood that our behavior was because of hurt feelings. It was because we had to be disciplined and controlled and um, taught to be to be good. So next time your child is lashing out, next time they're being spectacularly annoying or they're completely fine one minute and they're losing the plot the next minute, think, my child is upset. And so my job now is to help them with their feelings, not be harsh. Um, And I know that that can be hard in the moment. But the original meaning of the word discipline was to teach But over time, the meaning of discipline has really sort of morphed into punish. So what you really need to go back to is going, how can I help my child? Because when you can help them with their upset feelings, then you can talk to them about things afterwards. They'll be in a position to to be reasoned with, to connect with you, to hear what you're saying. Because in the thick of things, your child cannot hear you telling you, telling them to not hit or to draw on the walls, or to smash things, or whatever it is, because their brain isn't working well. When you help your child with their upset feelings, they can move through it, their brain starts to work well again, they can think well, and then they will behave really well. It's that simple. Okay, I'd love to hear your thoughts, or your experiences, and if you want more support, obviously, I'm always here, available for one-on-one consultations, and come and check out my Work With Me page for 
the packages that I've got available at the moment to help you with particular issues. But know that your child is a really gorgeous child and that you are a fabulous mum and you both need support. You both need help with your upset feelings. And when you get that support, you can then best respond to your child. When your child gets that that support from you, they will just go revert back to their beautiful loving selves that you know that they are. They just get clouded with upset feelings and then that affects their behavior. All right. I hope you have a great week and I'll speak to you again next time. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released and I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing.